The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. In the name of Jesus, amen. Sit down. We need to talk. How many times you've heard that before? Sit down, we need to talk. Those are some scary words, right? You almost feel your stomach churning as you hear them. Regardless of who it's from, either from a boss or from a spouse, your parents or a significant other, you know what's coming. There's a difficult conversation coming, a hard conversation that's coming that's going to be serious difficult, and possibly life-changing. Today in God's Word, we hear our Savior Jesus say to us, sit down, we need to talk. We need to consider the cost of being a Christian, because it's serious, it's difficult, and it's going to be life-changing. A lesson from Luke 14. Days. They'd been walking for days. Their group was small when it started up in the north, and as they made their way southward, more and more people joined so that this small little group slowly grew to a large crowd. There was two different types of people in that crowd. There were believers who heard what the man who was leading them had to say, and they trusted that he was who he said he was. But the rest of the crowd, they were looking for a savior, all right, but they weren't looking for a savior from sin. No, they were looking for a savior from all of their earthly problems. So this mixed group followed after this one man. And regardless of why they were there, one thing was certain. Their hopes were high. He was better than they could ever have dreamed, better even than the prophets had proclaimed, and now here he was marching down to Jerusalem to be the Messiah they had always hoped for, the Messiah they had always dreamed of. One day as they walked along, the crowd stops, and the man speaks. You can barely hear him over the cries and the shouts and the pleading of the lame and the sick and the hungry who call out for healing and help. The crowd begins to rustle a little bit and murmurs begin. What did he say? I don't know. I couldn't hear him. Shh, quiet down. Maybe he'll talk again. As a hush falls over the crowd, the man's crisp, clear voice calls out once more. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple, and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. What started off as so promising, what seems so right, quickly turned so wrong. It was all wrong. What does he mean? 
hate my family? What does he mean, hate my life? What does he mean, carry my cross? Who does he think he is? I'm not a criminal. Conquerors don't carry crosses. Criminals carry crosses. If this is the Messiah, if he's the one who he says he is, and he's telling me to carry a cross, I don't want a Messiah like that. Jesus has some difficult words for the crowd that morning because many of the people who were there weren't there for a savior from sin. No, they were there for victory, for glory. And with the words hate and cross, Jesus dashes dashes their hopes to the ground. He tells them, sit down. Take a moment, think about it. Consider the cost. Why are you following me? Because they had no problem following him when he was going to overthrow the Romans, but they had a problem as soon as he brought up the words hate and cross. So what does he mean by hate? He he surely can't mean, you know, hate. What Jesus is not saying today is that we ought to abandon everyone who is near and dear to us and stop caring for our own lives. That's not what he's saying. No, what he wants is a reordering of priorities. What he's saying is God is first place always over parents over spouse, over children, over your own life. God is first. And his second statement is similar. Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. There is nothing pretty about a cross. What crosses were were torture and execution devices that the Romans used to punish people who rebelled against their government. And very often they'd set them up along major highways and trade routes so that everyone would see the consequence for rebelling against the Roman government. There was nothing pretty about a cross. These words that Jesus uses, they're shocking words. They're there to wake the people in the crowd up who didn't believe in him. He tells them, sit down, consider a moment. What do you expect me to be? What do you expect to find here? Consider the cost of being my disciple. Well, Faith Lutheran Church, sit down. We need to talk. What do you expect to find here? Who are you looking to see? Are we looking for a Jesus who is good, paying attention to this one hour on Sunday, but doesn't really pay attention to the rest of the week, how we live our lives? Are we looking for a Jesus who would never have us go through something so terrible as sickness or illness, or grief, or pain, or loneliness? Are we looking for a Jesus who is okay being the one who we go to in the bad times, when we really need the help, but the rest of the time, 
We'll talk to him when we need to. Are we okay with having a Jesus who says he gets first priority always? Are we okay with having a Jesus who tells us to proclaim the truth even when it might seem ridiculous, even when it's inconvenient, uncomfortable, or even the least advantageous thing that we could ever think of. Let's sit down and consider the cost. Let's not be like the unbelievers in that crowd, but let's actually consider the cost of what it means to follow Jesus as a disciple, because there might be loneliness, there might be ridicule. There might be times when we have to say no. Times we can only take some things only so far. Times we have to say, I'm sorry, but I have to go. We have to sit down and consider the cost of following Jesus. Let's learn from the builder Let's learn from the king in our story today. If they hadn't sat down and considered the cost of what they were about to do, they would have looked incredibly foolish and wouldn't have been able to complete what they were trying to do. In the same way, Christians, people who do not consider what it means to be Christians, people who do not consider the cost of following Jesus, can't be Jesus' disciples because they don't know what it means to be Christians. So, Faith Lutheran Church, sit down. We need to talk. What does it mean to be a Christian? Let me point you back to verse 27. And as you reread it, don't focus on the word cross. Focus on the next three words. And follow me. Each and every one of us has a cross that we have to carry, something that comes as part of being a Christian that gets heavier and heavier every day. And as you carry that cross, don't forget to look up and look around and realize that not only do you not carry your cross by yourself, but you're surrounded by other Christians who also carry their crosses. But look up and look ahead and see that you don't even lead this group. No, there is one who goes ahead of us, one who leads the way. It's our Savior, Jesus. He leads the way. He carries the cross ahead of us. Let's sit down and consider another cost. This time, not the cost of being Jesus' disciple, but what it cost Jesus to make us disciples. Jesus voluntarily left heaven, left perfection, and he let himself be a baby. He let himself be raised like any other person by his sinful parents in this sinful world, and he let himself be tempted by Satan in every single way. Even before he was born, he was planning on suffering. He was planning on carrying the weight of sin. He planned 
on dying. He knew what was coming, and he did it anyway to save us. And save us he has. And not only save us, but make us disciples. As you look up and see who goes before you, he calls back to you and says, follow me. Be who I have made you to be. That's what he's talking about at the end of our lesson today when he talks about salt losing its saltiness. At first it might seem confusing, right? How can salt not be salty? Isn't that what salt does? That's exactly his point. Salt has to be salty. If salt isn't salty, it's not salt. It's pointless and worthless and doesn't do its job. In the same way, Jesus today calls out to us and says, Be who I have made you to be. You are not like the unbelievers who were part of that crowd who came to Jesus only looking for the physical things. No, you come here expecting a Jesus who saves you from your sins. You are the believers in that crowd. So Faith Lutheran Church, be what you've been made to be. And as you live your life carrying your cross, being who you've been made to be, there may be times when God starts to fall down that priority list. And there might be times when we drop our crosses. In those moments, don't be afraid. Remember that we are who we are because Jesus has done everything well for us. God never went down on his priority list and he never dropped his cross. No, he took his cross all the way up that hill and let himself be nailed there so that we wouldn't have to and he paid for all of our sins and rose again to give us eternal life. That was the cost. So Faith Lutheran Church, be what you've been made to be forgiven and free children of God. Well, you're free to go. That's it. That conversation wasn't too bad, right? You're free to go and be what you've been made to be. Children of a loving God, you're free to go and keep that loving God as the first priority in your life. You're free to go and remember that even though as we carry our crosses in this life, there may be hardships and hard times, there may be consequences for being Christians, while there might be that cost, your cost for heaven, it's paid in full. Amen.